I think just really being yourself with the parents and really showing the parents that you know what their child should be developing in and what milestones they should be hitting, that really builds trust with the parents when you have those conversations with them. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Mamie. Welcome to the Teaching with Class podcast where we explore topics that help educators deepen their connections with children and enhance their social, emotional, and cognitive growth and development. Today, we're talking about family engagement with Teachstone's own Heather Sason. She's been involved in early childhood education since she was 15, and she has so much to share about why it's so important to engage families including how to promote their involvement by building on small moments like chatting at pickup and drop-off and creating little events and celebrations to draw parents into the classroom so you can build on and develop relationships with them. She also offers some great tips on increasing involvement in more formal settings like caregiver teacher conferences. And the best part is hearing about how she connects with families at a community playroom that she's developed called Little Fish Playroom. Be sure to check out the tour that she gives us of the amazing space that she's created. It'll be in the show notes. Now, I'm sure you're all going to fall in love with it just like I did. Well now, please enjoy the conversation. So we know that many programs struggle with family engagement, particularly with engaging families and helping children with reading at home and completing homework. As educators, we may sometimes live in fear of complaints from caregivers about home engagement uh, requests, um, and that can lead to a lack of trust between teachers and caregivers. In today's episode, we'll be speaking with Heather Saison an early childhood professional who's been supporting families since she was 15. Heather is passionate about the topic of family engagement and is gonna share some tips with us that educators can use to help families get more involved in their children's learning. So welcome, Heather. Hi. Hey there, I'm so glad to get the chance to talk with you today. And I'm wondering if you can just start us off by telling us a little bit about yourself and what sparked your passion for promoting family engagement. Yeah, so I've pretty much been in the early childhood world my entire life. My mom was a preschool teacher for 28 years before retiring to keep my son. So I started out working in the early childhood program in my high school. So I earned my CDA and I helped the teachers out in the child care facility there um, before actually getting my first real position within a preschool at the age of 15, where I was a teen helper, helping teachers with the snack time, with the children changing into their bathing suits for swim lessons. And I actually went into being the assistant teacher at the age of 16 and a lead teacher at the age of 18 and kind of did that all throughout college. Got my family and child sciences degree in college. And then um, from college, I went into the field of applied behavior analysis, working with children with special needs, particularly autism. From there, I decided that I wanted to learn more about the class tool And so I started working with a quality rating improvement system, and I worked with the infant, toddler, and pre-K class tools um, before coming to Teachstone. And at Teachstone, I've worked with all of our video products 
And I missed the world of interacting with kids. So on the side, I opened a playroom called the Little Fish Playroom, where a couple of days of the week I have it where caregivers can come in and interact with one another, interact with others in the community. And I just kind of help out the parents as, as best as I can. Yeah, Heather, your your early years in education sound very much like mine. My mother was a kindergarten teacher and I just grew up in her kindergarten classroom, always helping out. So that's that's fun to hear that was your background as well. And it really definitely sparks that that love for working it with children and also connecting families. And I'm wondering if you can tell us about, you know, what do you consider to be the caregiver or family's role in their child's education? Yeah, so I definitely am a firm believer that a parent or caregiver is the child's first teacher um, and their primary teacher, honestly, because children spend more time at home than they do at school hour-wise. So most of the learning happens within the home. And so incredible that 90% of brain growth uh, development happens before the age of five, with 80% of it happening before the age of three. So it's really those, those home years and the language that children hear from their parents is that's the firm foundation that they they have in their education. And I also believe that the more caregivers engage in their uh, child's education, the better. So children who have caregivers that are involved in their education are more likely to succeed, have more confidence in their, in their learning, and also more motivation to learn. And that's what all of us want, right? right? Whether or not we're the teacher or the parent, we want our children to succeed, be confident in their learning, and to really engage. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if you can give us some more examples of like what that really looks and sounds like when caregivers and parents are, are truly involved in their children's education. Yeah, so parents and caregivers that are truly involved, they can engage in their children's learning by being involved at the school. That can be anything from volunteering to read in the child's classroom, helping out with snack time or just being involved in things that happen within the school, like birthday parties or seasonal events. Also just being present at like the one-on-one conferences that happen between parents, caregivers, and teachers um, so that they can have those discussions with teachers and know where their child is at and their strengths and their areas of growth. Also just in general, parents should be a role model for learning. So encouraging healthy learning habits, such as reading time at night, limiting screen time, even encouraging outdoor play. Children, especially under the age of five, learn the most through play and especially hands-on play. And what are some ways that we can help to, you know, build build those trusting relationships with our our parents um, and teachers can really support parents and, you know, in, in building relationships with the teachers in the classroom? How can we support that whether or not we're working with our, you know, the children in person or remote learning? Yeah. So first off, I just want to say that when I started in preschool and interacting with parents, I was utterly terrified of the parents. I just felt like, especially being a younger teacher, that the parents would not trust that I knew what I was doing. So that was a huge place that I had to grow and definitely have done so over the years. But I think just really being yourself with the parents and really showing the parents that you know what their child should be developing in and what milestones they should be hitting, that really builds trust with the parents when you have those conversations with them. When a parent arrives to drop off a child or pick up a child, take a couple of moments to kind of bank time. This means just basically like take those few moments to have these personal conversations with these parents. Ask them how their day is going. Ask them how work is going. Ask them how things are going at home with the child or a sibling. It's really just to build that relationship 
and really building that relationship helps with any further conversation. So even the, the yearly conferences become so much easier if you have a relationship with the parent and you have to deliver harder information to the parents, that becomes much, much easier with a strong relationships. So really just taking that time to do that in person or virtually. So virtually, I would say if you're having preschool sessions a couple of times a week virtually, I would invite parents to join just a couple of minutes early. Let their parent, let their children still play in the same room or in the background, but join a few minutes early and have like have that quick conversation with the teacher or with other parents, just so you can still build that relationship with them. I would also say for for in-person and virtual, you should have events that go on throughout the year. So having events virtually, just have a parent's happy hour or something every couple of months, just so they can get together and they can talk and talk with you. And same thing in person, you should have seasonal events like a fall classroom party or something just to get the parents and the children together in the in the classroom to to build that relationship with them. I love how you talk about, you know, all of those different touch points, right? To build those relationships from, you know, talking with the parents and connecting, intentionally connecting with them, you know, during that pick up and drop off time, which can be really busy, but making that one of one of their goals during that time is just to have that quick connection with the parents. And then thinking about those events, not just as a wonderful experience for the children, but as a way to really bring the teachers, the parents in and ensure that the parents are building a community, not just with you and the children, but also with the other parents. I think those are really important points. And I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, as I was a pre-K teacher myself, you know, and I always wondered how often teachers should aim to communicate with parents, like through written communication or, you know, connecting with the parents. Sounds like, you know, we want to try to make those informal connections often, but how often should we be trying to intentionally ensure that we're communicating with our, with our parents? And then also, you know, just thinking about the fact that communication is a two-way street. So how can we also ensure parents feel really comfortable initiating conversations with us as the teacher? What do you think about that, Heather? Yeah, I think that teachers should encourage communication as often as possible, definitely having those informal conversations at the beginning of the end of the day, but also throughout the day. If you have either a written method of writing down things that happen throughout the day, what the child eats, what when the child sleeps, anything like that, but just making that point to have that communication with the parents and encouraging them to ask questions as well. If there's like a messaging feature throughout the app, set aside a couple of minutes during nap time to just check that, maybe send some pictures to parents that you've taken throughout the day, update them. Like if, if a child came in in the morning and they were upset about something that happened at home, maybe just sending a quick message during nap time to the parent that the child adjusted was upset for a couple of minutes, but it's fine. Now getting that communication across with the parents, really, it helps build the relationship and it also just helps keep everything moving smoothly in the classroom as far as communication goes. Yeah, and I think that would really help to build that trust that you talked about earlier, right? Is if you dropped your child off and your child was having that tough time, to know that your teacher is thinking about, you know, my me as the parent of how I'm worrying about that or wondering how my child um, was able to do throughout the day. So getting that update would be really helpful to me. And of course, there's nothing like photos or fun stories celebrating what our child is doing in the classroom to help us feel connected. Because um, parents, you know, of course, miss their children um, and, they, and they miss some of those moments. So, you know, teachers who help to share those experiences with the parents throughout the day, um, I think would be really, really, you know, a, a wonderful way to connect. 
And, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, you mentioned earlier about, you know, parent-teacher uh, conferences and conversations, kind of those more formal ones. And, you know, that they, I think that might be every, on everybody's mind, uh, you, know, uh, you know, pretty soon as we start to kind of get into that, um, that time of year. And I'm wondering, as a parent yourself, why do you think these more formal parent-teacher conferences are so important? And, you know, especially in these early childhood years. Yeah, I think the parent-teacher conferences um, or parent-caregiver conferences are so important in the early childhood years because of that brain that brain growth that happens. So the 90% before age five, um, teachers really teachers and parents and pediatricians should all be on the ball, keeping track of the child's development and seeing whether or not they're hitting all of their developmental milestones. As a parent myself, I do this all the time in the form of ages and stages questionnaires. I check it every few months yep. to make sure my little Blake, who's almost three, to make sure he's on track. Um, <laughs> so this is so important just to see what teachers are observing at school, what parents are observing at home, because sometimes it may differ. And this has happened to me before. If a child's just really, really shy in the beginning, especially the beginning of the year, doing these kinds of assessments is much harder. They may be talking a lot more at home than they are at school just because they haven't totally adjusted to being in a classroom and around lots of peers before. So really talking to the parents and encouraging them to also keep track of these developmental milestones and having those conversations. That's why it's so important to have those conversations at different yearly checkpoints. And also just if you see areas of growth, you can you can make plans to help the child excel in those areas and or also make recommendations for any services that they may, they might benefit from. Yeah, and you and you also mentioned earlier about, you know, sharing, you know, really specific information. Mm-hmm about, about, you know, each child and how that can not only, you know, help to ensure that you're developing this strong relationship and connection with each child, but also really support that relationship building during that time. I think every time we work with parents, it's an opportunity to build that relationship and letting parents know that we really see their child and hear their child and love and respect their child, right? That's definitely goes, goes, goes far in building that trusting relationship. Yeah. And even at Little Fish at the Playroom that I've opened, I have parents all the time that ask me questions like, oh, I'm so worried my two-year-old isn't sharing yet. And and I just kind of chuckle a little bit and I'm like, that's totally normal. Um, <laughs> they'll get to that point. Don't worry about it. But I just tell them like what they should be looking for. And I tell them like the stage is a different play. So they're still in parallel play. They're playing next to their peer and they'll eventually start um, collaborating with their peers. But that just comes a little bit later. So I love having that reassurance to parents when they have those types of questions. That's, that's a major passion of mine. And how do parents tend to respond when, you, when you're able to give them that type of information? They're completely relieved and it's so <laughs> right? nice. And yeah, and I think that's also just, that's such an important behavior that I have with the parents that I have come in, they're, they're frequently, um, they come back, they come back several times. Most of them come back at least once a week. And so in the beginning, of course, they were more quiet, like I'm talking about with the children that come into the classroom. And then as weeks go by, they get more and more comfortable with me and with me being around their children, and they just start shooting off questions. And that's what should happen with teachers and parents in the classroom. Um, So they start, they ask me questions all the time about potty training, about anything developmental. And I just give them honest answers and based on research. So I think that's, that's so important as far as the, the teacher and caregiver conversation or playroom owner and parent conversation. Um, that's really the, the building blocks is just 
starting out with small talk and then just getting into deeper and deeper conversations as a relationship grows. Yeah. And that's the beauty of relationships, right? As, <laughs> as we develop those relationships. And like you said, they just start small. It's those small mm-hmm. moments that build those relationships. And as we have deeper relationships with our kids in our classroom and the parents, then we can um, really have more of those meaningful conversations and really support growth and development in, in more impactful ways. Heather, thank you so much for coming and sharing your knowledge and your experience with us today. And I wish you all the best with your playroom. I think it sounds amazing. And I wish that not only my kids were younger, but you were closer. (laughs) So I could go and enjoy that as well. It looks amazing. And if you're interested in continuing this conversation with other educators, I'd encourage all of you to join our class learning community. Uh, You can share or learn more strategies with thousands of educators around the world, which is super exciting. The link to join us is in the show notes available from your listening platform. And also in the show notes is a link to a few really helpful blog posts that we found um, in our our amazing library of blog posts on teachstone.com. And one is on building relationships with families and also engaging them in online learning that I encourage you to check out. So thank you so much, Heather, and everyone in our listening community for joining us today. And I will see all of you again next week. But until then, be humble, be teachable, and always keep learning.